Dr. Dobbinson's one of his newly invented time machines. Are you sure you will achieve anything? asked Dr. Bell. Indeed. If not, I'll at least be able to interact with the patients, replied Cotton. Alright, be safe. Think about it. I've spent so long trying to get this time machine. I have the opportunity to save thousands with my technology. With that, Dobby stepped into the time machine and entered 1796 into the machine screen. After a few minutes of loud noises and spinning, the machine read, Welcome to 1796. Please step out of caution. Dobby stepped out into the cold night, followed by Dr. Bell and Dr. Jones. His shined brightly, his mind seemed to be clear. He seemed to be in small village, but no one was wandering around. Dobby looked around and noticed him in Philadelphia, felt so after carrying his heavy medical backpack for so long. This village has no one out right now. How will we save anyone, Dr. Bell said after looking around? They will come out later. There is a plague for God's sake, Dr. Brown whispered with an annoyed tone. You are correct, but shouldn't we wear you are correct, but shouldn't we be wearing masks so we do not catch it? Dr. Bell whispered fearfully. Dr. Dobby looked over at Bell. This plague is not contagious, but we have to get it from mosquitoes. Thanks for making me feel dumb. My pleasure, Bell. Around the corner, a container clipped down. We picked one up and found some felt stick in the line. <laughs> After looking at the directions to get through, they started to walk to the hotel. The three doctors started to get a little hungry, but they hoped there was food at the hotel. After purchasing three pies of pie and drowning them, they went to their rooms and fell asleep instantly. Dobby woke up with the sun shining on his face. After heading down to the lobby, he grabbed some milk and cookies. Dobby stepped up to sign to find people to save. He pushed out at them every so and then for his modern day clothing, but he brushed it off. After calling a fancy old carriage, Dobby arrived at the Philadelphia Master Hotel. Dobby called Dr. Bell and Dr. Brown on a special secret phone. Dobby, it is quite early and you are not at the hotel, Brown yelled. I'm trying to find people infected with the yellow fever to save them. That is our Dobby said with a sly group in his face. Where are you? Bell said from the other side of the phone. Meet me at the Bell Blue Team in ten, said Dobby. Bell hung up, but Dobby assumed she was ready to leave the hotel. Why, hello, how may the councilman begin both interrupting with the shop? Dobby held up his doctor ID, and the councilman escorted them without another word. The three found themselves on the bed of an elderly woman who was infected. Tears sprang from her eyes as she bent below. Uh, Bella opened up the suitcase and began to perform all sorts of medical performances. For nearly ten minutes, the patient seemed to recover. Even the most bone closer would be amazed. Wait, how? You know, not elderly lady shrieked. Three doctors did not say a word, but just smiled at her and cooked her idea. The next doctor was supposed to find someone very, very sick. We know the best spot to find someone that was at the William Mitchell Hospital. Oh, God, this is quite the horrific sight, Brown said. Children, adults, and even elders were crying and screaming, and some even vomiting black eyes while looking deathly pale and yellow. Out of all those, one said a woman. This woman looked about 43 years old, always yellow from fever. But she was not crying or screaming. She was smiling. But I looked at the tag around her wrist and noticed the name, Annie Butler. Why, hello there, Annie. How do you feel? Brown said with a concerned tone. I, I feel strange. The sickness is horrible and honestly unbearable. But I'm not letting it get the best of me. I am strong and will fight through it. Anyways, are you guys doctors? And if you are, and if you are can I have more water? She muttered. Yes, we are doctors and we will make you feel all better if I'll send with a hand of success. Uh, Annie sat so for about 30 minutes and then things started to go away. Billy started to see Annie's breath started to get less and less food. And suddenly, when Dobby felt her pulse, it was no longer there. Guys, she's dying! Dr. Dobby, <laughs> Dr. Dobby yelled. Billy 
yellow, brown, and Dobby started to give us CPR, but there was still no response. Right when the battle stopped, Annie showed some showed some real response. No pulse started going low and no problem. Doctor Dobby put down his medical backpack and gave her the proper treatment she needed. After around an hour, the patient woman seemed well under control. Thank you, Annie exclaimed. You're welcome, Annie. The only kind of help recognized it was full name on the hospital bed. It was any time. And when the bell then realized that it was the same name as her great 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 grandmother on her father's side, Bell was in absolute disbelief of the discovery. She noticed that Annie sounded similar to Bell herself. She was strong, independent, and a fighter, just like Annie. I would like to teleport to the present time, Bell said. Bell suggested reluctantly. The other doctors agreed, and Bell went into the machine to go to the present. Five hours later. Bell finally found the girl in the booklet of family pictures. Bell smiled and closed the book with a tear hitting the cover. She saved her great 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 grandmother from the yellow fever of 1793. Yeah.